Alright, alright, alright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Dial oh, Geek. Hey. We're live. Yeah, go figure. You're oh. only uh, oh. three minutes Sorry. late. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got that notification. I was like, oh, hey, we're live. But, uh, yeah, go oh, figure. Right. Yeah. Just got to make sure that this time we don't have that same Facebook technical difficulty that we did uh, last time. And uh, only uh, realized it this? like halfway through. <laughs> What's this Wii stuff? Uh huh. The Royal Wii? <laughs> uh, Don't think that's but how anyway. that works, but okay. <laughs> Guys, as always, I'm Brad. That's Mike. We're Dallas Geek. How you doing? <laughs> Hello. Mike, you doing okay? Good, Brad. I'm good. You know. Yeah. Nice. You know, got got a couple things here from the Capitol building. Uh, you know, went sightseeing. Not 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 touching that. Well, directly. Yeah, that is a that is directly that that is a felony. I probably shouldn't admit to that. You're right. <laughs> although, and we already got although, Cody on Facebook saying hi. Hey, Cody, how you doing? Let's just be 100% honest. If I just so happened to be in the D.C. area when all of that was going on, like, part of me thinks that I would be smart and responsible and respect the institution of this country and the republic and everything that I love and hold dear and not get involved. Sure. Then the other part of me thinks that, holy shit, I could be like Nick Cage and get my hands on the Declaration of Independence. But either way... I'm willing to bet you'd be smart enough to not live stream your activities. You know, Brad, I'm neither going to confirm nor deny that because <laughs> if I got my hands on the Declaration of Independence, I would want there to be record of that shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. Ah, oh, dang. Well, looks like uh, Cody's been having fun with the Rona. Yay. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, uh. it, to be fair... I, I would only want it just so I could see if there was a treasure map on the back of it. And hey. to hang it in my room. I'm convinced, you know, Thomas Jefferson put something on the back just to mess with people. Like some crude joke just for historians to be able to shake their heads in disgust at it. I would be more than okay with that. Uh, but anyway, um... So, I mean, there, it is kind of topically appropriate to at least address the chaos that has been the last several days, um, because that's kind of the inspiration day. for what we're talking about today. It was like three hours on a Wednesday. Let's not let's not blow this out of portion. It's not like the Capitol was like put in lockdown and people sieged the literal place where our government is run like everything's fine there is no war in bossing say nothing to see <laughs> here just move along uh, yeah <sighs> so everything is fine brad <laughs> going into today um we were kind of sad that we had already talked about v for vendetta because yeah. if there was ever a time <laughs> that it would have been appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> but 
I guess just, you know, let's, uh, I guess let's just save, uh, let's save the political movies for, like, the beginning of the years, because it seems like everything goes off the rails in the first week or two. I mean, last year we almost had World War Three. This year, in January, we have this maybe we the start Civil of Civil War Two. <laughs> I mean, is that gonna be is that gonna be Civil War Two electric boogaloo? I mean, there is a lot of white trash involved, so very possibly. Are they gonna Are they gonna get a different director for this one? Are we gonna see a different directing style, or is it gonna just gonna be you know a, a more little bit more of the same? Well, based on the news coverage, definitely a lot of shirtless dudes. So. I mean, is you're Denzel gonna get still something. gonna grab the? F- you're gonna get something. Is Denzel still gonna? Is Denzel still gonna grab the flag and run towards the run up the hill with it? Oh no 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 no! no. Denzel's too good for this. <laughs> I'll give somebody a dollar if they get that reference on the chat. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but with that, seriously though, we we decided to have a little bit of fun with our kind of dark twisted sense of humor and um yeah a little bit of fun with the potential crumbling of our republic (laughs) (laughs) rather than go with something so on the nose although it was considered like olympus has fallen yes Yes. because i mean gerard butler feels about as appropriate as anything to be talking about right now uh (laughs) yeah you know not american got it Or if we want to go knock off Gerard Butler, uh, White House Down, and uh, you know. Oh, that is such a bad movie. Like, holy <laughs> hell, that is such a bad movie. Like, Olympus Has Fallen has like flashes of like, man, this. If it didn't, Olympus Has Fallen is one of those where I was like, man, like that was actually enjoyable. Like, I knew exactly what I was getting. Yeah. Like, White House Down was literally like, we're just going to up the black jokes more, and then we're going to throw Channing Tatum in there without a shirt. I mean, that is kind of half of Channing Tatum's career. Um, well, probably yeah. three quarters. Like 90% but, yes. of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, Olympus Has Fallen was one of those movies that if they would had... Okay, let's be honest. This is one of those movies that if Michael Bay had directed, it would have been considered an all-time action classic. Uh, like, this, that was a movie that deserved Michael Bay in a good way. Uh, hey, you shut your whore mouth. Antoine Fuqua directed that. He is an amazing director. He's an amazing director, but Olympus Has Fallen is a Michael Bay movie that they couldn't afford to get Michael Bay for. Like, the only way that movie could have been considered perfect is if Michael Bay had actually directed it. Like, that that no, would have put like, it at, like, like, peak. I like being able to see and comprehend what's happening. Eh. It's overrated. Plus, I just love but, the fact that Gerard Butler's, like, go-to movie in that movie is, like, I'm just gonna stab you in the skull. Like, multiple times in that movie, he's just like, I'm going to put my knife in your brain. And then, sure enough, gets into a fight with a dude and stabs him in the top of the skull. I was like, it's a man that calls a shot. I like it. It's like Babe Ruth in the 32 World Series over there. (coughs) But, since Olympus Olympus has fallen, there we go, uh, was way too on the nose, we decided to go 
way more controversial, at least for nerds, and mm. go with maybe the most controversial comic book movie that's ever been made. Uh, thank you, Zack Snyder. Watchmen. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> yeah. But before we dive too deeply into this, the mandatory shilling. Uh, guys, mm. if this is your first time joining us, please do not forget to like the video and follow us over on Facebook, like the video and subscribe over on YouTube, and if you want to check out more of our stuff but don't always have time for the videos, you can always check out the audio of our live shows and our interviews over at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher because we are all the places, all the time for you. Now, Watchmen, because you know this. Indeed. There's no way this could ever rub anybody the wrong way to talk about this movie. Sorry like, about that. I was trying what, to pull up comments. What are you doing? Well, I was trying to pull up the comments so that I could live watch them, and it accidentally pulled up the actual video. So, <laughs> just continue. Sorry. Okay, so Cody, yep. uh, over here on the Facebook comments, is saying that he saw the movie and then read the book. And in fairness. That's actually the same order I did it too. Um, same. I had not had the opportunity I knew. to be properly introduced to it before Zack Snyder got his hands on it, and so I will say, because of the movie, I'm glad that I had a reason to go read the book because right. while they are absolutely different beasts, you got the Zack Snyder movie that is trying so hard to be an action blockbuster and doesn't quite get it. And you got the no. book that is trying to be much more social commentary disguised as a superhero uh, almost parody. Well, and so it's very talkative. But it's fantastic. So I think I think the yeah like I same with you was introduced to it. I knew of Watchmen before the movie. Yeah. And before I read it, I think I. In all honesty, I think probably like you said, like the movie almost doesn't know what it wants to be. Like, does it want to be a big? <laughs> action blockbuster with cool slow-mo and CGI all over the place and dope fighting scenes? Does it mm -hmm. want to be a film noir? Which I would even say that's more what the, the actual graphic novel is. As you said, social commentary, that's 100% on the point, but it is very narrative like a film noir, like a, like a sure. superhero whodunit. And the movie kind of... The movie, like, takes aspects of that, like with Rorschach narrating it, like, you know, he does in the comic, but... It doesn't fully grasp it like it almost should have, if that makes sense. Sure. No, and, and I will say the one part of the movie that I think was done the closest to correct, at least as far as being faithful to the graphic novel, was Rorschach. Mm. Um, yeah. And, I mean, granted, pulling Jackie Haley in to do anything you're already doing a good job as a, at least on the casting side, because he's gonna give you everything he has. 
Um, but I liked how much they held on to his cynicism with this movie. Um, I mean, just that quote from, like, almost all the trailers uh, from him of... Uh, well, well, go ahead and play it, Brad. I know you've got it queued. Yes, I do. If I can actually get it to work properly. There, there you go, buddy. Good the job. Will look up and shout, save us. No whisper. No. There we go. So, are uh, we sure that that are we sure that that was Rorschach saying that, not Donald Trump? <laughs> I mean. Kind of? I'm sorry. Although he didn't sorry, say I love you at the end, so I mean, clearly not not the Don. Uh, no. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I meant Big Daddy Trump. Uh, we don't want Adam Sandler to sue us for trademark infringement. Let, let, let's let him sue us. Daddy. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, There's going to be so much winning, we can pay for it. It's fine. <laughs> But honestly, yeah, so it's kind of the same difference that you had, I mean, really with every Alan Moore adaptation that we've had. Um, <laughs> Alan Moore's graphic novels are always very deeply seated in their political and social commentary mm -hmm. uh, and what they're trying to explain about the nature of the society they're talking about. Mostly Americans, but in general, he has a very specifically <laughs> cynical view of modern Western mm -hmm. society. And, and every well, what? not with I me mean, for Vendetta. No, no, that that was very like the graphic novel, especially had a very cynical view of, of well, yeah. people. Um, well, of course, Watchmen, but I, I wouldn't say Western society. V for Vendetta was more about Nazism and socialism than anything. Yes, but, but this there's one, a yeah, reason this why one he very based it in you London. know Europe right. with, with that heavy American influence. Uh, and, and here with Watchmen, you, you have the same ideas, just a lot more emphasis on the military side of the conversation right. and the... Uh, the militarization of the government against its people in, I guess, I don't know, I, not quite fascist methods, but definitely not really great ways. So I, so I guess, you know, it's, it, it, it's a really interesting concept because it's, it takes place in a world where superheroes are literally allowed to do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. Up until a point where it goes so bad that they outlaw all of them. Yeah. Um, so, like, it, it's literally like this is a society as, like, superheroes, costumed crime fighters, let's go. Like, vigilanteism, we're totally okay with it. And then all of a sudden you pull the plug on it and it's like, oh, well, um, never mind then, I guess. But the really brilliant part was is that nobody had superpowers. They were all just regular-ass people, except well, for the most powerful being in existence. <laughs> there were two. There were two. You had uh, Dr. Manhattan and Ozymandias. Ozymandias, granted, his 
superpower wasn't really he didn't power really so much super as power. super intellect. He just, yeah. He was just but, super I mean, smart. It, it was, it definitely counts as a superpower considering how advanced it was. Like, going past Einstein or Stephen Hawking level intellect, uh, that, that has to count as a superpower if we're really measuring against the other heroes in that world. I mean, that's fair, I guess. I'll give you that. Now, granted, if you want to take the more accurate uh, adaptation slash follow-up to the graphic novel, which was HBO's adaptation of Watchmen, that brings in a bit more of the superpower-ish side of things but still keeps that enough of a fringe element within the whole superhero concept that it it stays very loyal to the idea of, you know, Alan Moore's idea of superheroes is not really the same thing as, like, your traditional Marvel or DC superhero. Right. And, I don't know, I, I, I know... I was actually a fan of the HBO adaptation, uh, especially by comparison to the movie. Uh, but I can definitely see where even if you go for a a series format, there's just no easy way to adapt Watchmen. It's just it's such a dense material. It, it's it's very specific, and I mean even Alan Moore's own sort of follow up to it wasn't really as faithful uh, as yeah. the original was. Well, so. look, like, Alan Moore's a guy that, like, when anybody adapts his work, he hates it. Yeah. <laughs> because nobody's been able to do it and actually convey what he was trying to say with it. Right? Like, that's always his gripe, is he's, hey, you guys weren't even close. Good job. Good job, idiots. But yeah. I think, for me, like I said, for me, Watchmen, I... Like, Watchmen almost is, like, it. it's one of those, like, it has so much material, like, it should be a series. Or, yes. like, oh, yeah. it should be multiple movies. Like, yeah. like, like what they're going to do with Dune. Like, how it's going to be two, basically, two and a half, three hour movies. Hmm? Like, there's so much in Watchmen, and there's so much, like, that's beneath the surface in terms of, like, actually diving into it and taking a look at like what he's talking about with society and everything like you can't convey that and and the squid like you can't convey that in a two and a half hour movie. like even the director's cut is three hours long and even the director's yeah. cut leaves out a lot of stuff well but and that's why i think hbo's series came the closest to capturing this yeah and that's why it's that much sadder that as of right now there is the no intention to come out with season two yeah. because I mean especially now with the place we're at with the modern superhero genre as far as cinema and TV goes having a balance yeah. with this more cynical look at heroes without it being like the DC cinematic Zack Snyder cynical uh, feels necessary to balance it out. Because there's a difference well, like, between the cynical 
uh, hero movie and the cynicism mm -hmm. of Watchmen because the cynical hero movie is cynical about the comic book genre. This is cynical about society and just happens to use superheroes as the framing yeah. device. And it, it look, feels think, very different. Look, I think you're I think you're a hundred percent right. I think cynicism Like that's what was so missed was the cynicism of these people that we give all these power to. Like we give all this power to, sorry. Yeah. And how like it corrupts and how it perverts people and it twists their mind. Like Dr. Manhattan started out with the best intentions, but then like even then like as you progress through it like there's that old saying the road to hell is paved with good intentions you know like this is you know watchman what's up it always comes back to the squid it always comes back to the squid that damn squid but like this I mean, is like, fairness, there is a reason why yeah like well there's a reason why this film is so hotly debated because people think it's either brilliant or they think they basically just took a giant dump on the source material Right? Yeah. Like, and look, I, it, you know how I feel about Zack Snyder. I think this is his only good movie. Well, okay. But even I, then, this is his I only have to good, take a slightly different approach movie. as far as Zack Snyder's directing. I actually think 300 was the best he ever did, and it's because of Watchmen that the rest of his directing career has gone downhill. Because... He had an idea for an aesthetic uh, and a, cinema, uh, a cinematography style that 300 gave us, and then Watchmen took it in a slightly different direction, and it got so well received at the time that he's tried to take every movie he's made since then and just do variations of Watchmen which was the wrong lesson to learn rather than trying to go back and take the original 300 formula that was that very hyper-realistic comic book aesthetic and take that to its natural end. Like, that's what made his directing style unique. This, I think, threw him off track. See, I think you have him flipped. Like, to me, Watchmen is... Watchmen is the one that stands the test of time more than 300 does because to me 300 is completely forgettable like i went back and watched really? it the other day like it does not hold up it's the only thing that holds up is the visuals story whatever acting whatever characters yeah. don't care it well, doesn't hold up in that all aspect whereas it has but that's what made it unique it looked yeah, but like you a actually... comic book brought to screen yeah, of course, but you still also had those visuals in Watchmen, but at the same time, he actually had better character development. Much better character development. But Infinitely better that's character the development. difference. Watchmen throws that neon, like that punk neon hue to it, which, of course, you know, we got taken to its ultimate conclusion uh, with, um... Oh, good lord. Uh... Why am I blanking on the name of it? Uh, Baby Doll. Um, Sucker Punch. There it is. Sucker Punch. Which was a terrible film. Yeah, but it, it takes that aesthetic to its ultimate extreme with Sucker Punch and then pulls back to try to give it the more dark, neo-noir version of Watchmen with the DC movies he's done. And it's, it's still trying to stay within that Watchmen wheelhouse. 
rather than trying to stick within the 300 wheelhouse, but bring in the character development he learned from Watchmen and try to merge the two. Well, so the well, so that's where I think you're wrong. Is I think he shouldn't try to make any other DC film like Watchmen. Watchmen is its own property. Those characters yes. are in their own universe. Those characters are completely and totally morally. I don't want to say they're morally bankrupt, but they're pretty goddamn morally bankrupt. Like, compare, especially compared to the main DC characters. Like, you're gonna tell me that we need to develop somebody like Ozymandias or Rorschach and give them the same kind of character development and mentality and moral compass as like Superman? No, I'm saying he learned the concept of character development in Watchmen. No, 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 that's, no, 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 that's, sorry, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying his problem is, is that he's been trying to make a 300-style movie with 300-style characters with DC characters ever since. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's where his the problem. problem is. I'm saying if he yeah. took the 300 aesthetic, took that to its natural end, but took the character development lessons he learned from Watchmen and merged that with the 300 aesthetics, he, I, I think he would be considered a much stronger director than he is today. But he learned the wrong lessons. Possibly, but we're, he, he wanted we're about the to, Watchmen we're about to find aesthetic out. and the 300 character development. So he, he went flipped from what he should have learned. No, I got you, but I mean, we're about to find out here in a couple months because we're gonna get the we're gonna get the Snyder hashtag cut. Snyder cut, which I'm God, I like I have never wanted something to fail so hard in my life. I have never wanted something to be so bad in my life just so I can stop hearing fanboys kiss his ass every chance they get. Like, he is not the Messiah. Like, I'm sorry, we need to come to the realization his movies aren't that deep or thematic as you people seem to think. Oh my god, Jesus allegories all across Man of Steel, because that didn't happen in, gee, I don't know, every modern iteration of Superman. Smallville yeah. did it, Superman Returns did it, and Superman Returns did it better. But, I'm sorry, I swear to Christ Almighty, or... Whoever the hell you pray to, if I have to hear one more kiss-ass say, if you laugh at the Martha scene, then you don't understand how deep and complex that entire scene is, I might shoot him and myself in the head. So, to tie this into the current events... <laughs> uh, Sorry. <laughs> I... I the cynicism of the anarchy that is shown in society in Watchmen feels very appropriate to today because, I mean, you want to talk about a movie that, whether you're, the movie or the original source material, clearly did not have faith in humanity's ability to fix themselves uh, and required an extreme reaction to intervene. Uh, I, most every news headline we've been seeing for about the last year or so now kind of reflects that exact same idea. And unfortunately makes Watchmen feel almost prophetic, uh, which is not what you want to say. Uh, you do so, not Brad, want to say mean... that, hey, 
Uh, we are actually living a movie. It just happens to be Watchmen. That, that, that's so, not what you want to be able to say. <laughs> so what you're saying then is, is that we need to go ahead and start just vigilante superheroism then. I mean, I feel like that's the next, the next natural step. I'm not saying right, it's I will what go we get... should do, but I feel like that's the next headline we're almost guaranteed to get. <laughs> All right, I will go ahead and go buy some elbow pads, combat gloves, and I will get my fedora. Just remember, Buffalo Man's already taken. <laughs> Buffalo Man is already taken. So is the comedian. What about the Joker? That has a nice ring to it, and I don't think anybody's taken that one, right? Mm. That's fair. Well, didn't he go into politics? I I, I feel Possibly. like he went into politics, but I I can't I, I can't seem to place where he landed Who? with that. You talking about the Joker? Yeah. Yeah, I he just think... got elected president. I thought he was the president already. No, 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 no. That's Lex Luthor. Oh, you're giving him way too much credit. <laughs> Am I? Maniacal, multi-billionaire, has literally no hankling of wanting to run for political office, and then just out of the blue decides to run for president and wins? That sounds like Lex Luthor. But Lex Luthor had legitimate intelligence and, you know, fewer ego issues. I'm sorry, did you just say that Lex Luthor had fewer ego issues than anybody? Yes. I I, I know what I said. I, I Okay, I just wanted to make sure you heard what you said. <laughs> uh. Yeah, no. Trump is Lex Luthor. Biden's Joker. Um, the Rock is The Rock. <laughs> That's, he gets to be his own superhero. That 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 if there was gonna be somebody that was going to be a proper, like, real life superhero, I feel like he's the only person that could do it. Like, what criminal would ever want to go head to head with him? No, I feel like there's some dudes that are like mixed martial artists that like legit could go out and fight crime on a hand-to-hand -hand basis. Oh, yeah. Like, you're gonna tell me, like, Probably. GSP or, like, Conor McGregor couldn't go out there and just absolutely wreck, like, a group of fucking, I don't know, thugs or, like, pickpockets or, like, drug dealers? Come on. Those guys would wreck anybody that they fought on the street. Now, when you start getting, like, you know, weapons and stuff involved, then we got us a different conversation. Okay. Well, you're going to tell me you're going to tell me that you couldn't see Ronda Rousey like running around the streets, just snapping people's arms in an armbar for dealing meth. Like, come on, that would be amazing. So what you're telling me is Jason David Frank needs to become an actual superhero. Got it. He wasn't he wasn't already. Exactly. How do we know he's not already, Brad? How do we know he's not already? <laughs> <laughs> do 
do I want to know? Uh, David, Facebook comments. I can't... Thank you for that, David. Thank you. <laughs> what did he say? Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you find that one all on your own. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, with that, I feel like we've touched on pretty much everything that is worth talking about with Watchmen um, without getting too political. And I feel like if we went any longer in this, then it would be way too obvious that you've forgotten where your sensor button is. Yeah, probably. Anyway. Right. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell With cares? That... It's not even like we're monetized. With that, um, guys, thank you for joining us. Uh, question of the day. Have you seen Watchmen? What did you think? And if you've read Watchmen, let us know how disappointed you were in the comments. <laughs> what was the part of the movie that disappointed you the most if you were a fan of the comic? There we go. The only one part? Wow. I mean, everybody has the one that just went past their limit. The squid. The squid. <laughs> hey, th this we aren't talking director's cut or, you know, uh, deleted scenes. We're, we're it's talking not even actual the, It's not even in the director's cut. Exactly. Even Snyder didn't want to touch the squid. <laughs> I, I know. Because he's got no <laughs> balls. <sighs> like the squid. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I feel like that's being a little presumptuous <laughs> but guys thank you for joining us uh, until next time uh, please do not forget if you've not already like our video and follow us over on Facebook like the video and subscribe over on YouTube. And if you want to check out more of our stuff but don't always have time for the videos, you can check out the audio of all of our live streams and interviews over at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher because we are all the places, all the time, for you. So, Mike? Yeah. Yep. You have fun? Is yeah. this good enough for you? Did, did did you get what you needed into today? Um, did you get enough yeah. Snyder hate out? I got yeah. I don't care. Snyder don't care. hate don't out. Care. <laughs> I didn't get enough stealing of the Declaration of of Independence in though. Well, we could do that next. Okay with that. You know, that actually probably uh, would have been... Go down a, the Nick actually, Cage rabbit hole. Well, you know, to be Pull honest with you, like, a lot of the... Like, a lot of the things that Ben Gates actually believes in was, like... You know, fully on display over the last week. We probably should have done National Treasure now that I think about hey, it. Hey, hey, watch your mouth. <laughs> Don't you dare badmouth Nick Cage like that. Nick Cage is better than that. Ben Gates is better what? than that. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, you misunderstood. Uh, I mean, like, 
a lot of the things Until that next time. Ben Gates... Guys, <laughs> ignore okay. this thing over here. Mm -hmm. I'm Brad. This is... Somebody. Uh-huh. Keep talking, I'll just start dropping F-bombs left and right. That's fine. <laughs> we are Dallas Geek. We are. Bye, guys. Bye.